Hey, this is Dino. I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, Revolution. Great to be with you this Sunday morning. It's always an honor and a privilege to bring the Word of God, to step up on the beginning of the week to bring you a message of hope, a message that really can change our lives. And I want to give a shout out to your pastors, Pastors Dino and Jeannie. They're doing a phenomenal job praying for you, serving you, the best they know how, and and they're keeping you connected with relative messages that can take us to a deeper place in God, in our relationship with God, and with each other. And so I just love this message that Pastor Dino uh, is, is currently doing called Reclaim. And I hope it's been a blessing to you. It's been a blessing to me. I hope this series of teachings is helping you to reclaim the different things that you've lost. Maybe the enemy has stolen something precious from you. Maybe you've just gotten off track. Maybe, you know, you're just getting off. Maybe you're just, you're not feeling good in your bodies. Just let me remind you of what the Word of God says. God's Word is the most powerful tool that we can tap into and see the benefits of God's blessings turn around any situation we face. Why? Because He loves us. He cares for us. He has a great plan for all of us. Last week, Pastor Dino talked about reclaiming confidence. Listen, if you missed it, if you missed that teaching, you need to get online. You need to go online and hear that message, not just once, maybe a couple times, because it was a doozy of a message. He was talking about the keys of reclaiming confidence with our God, confidence within ourselves. And I'm telling you what, if you're losing some confidence in your life, you need to hear that message. You need to gain it so that you can walk in God's presence, God's goodness, His mercy endures forever, right? So let's pray and let's get right into our next series of teaching on Reclaim. Father, we just thank you for this wonderful day. We just thank you, Lord God, that you're here in our presence. Lord God, those that are watching online right now, Lord God, I thank you. Lord God, that the eyes of their understanding are being enlightened, Lord God, because your word is going out in force, Lord God, helping them to see your goodness, your care, your love. God, I thank you for doing a great work today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today I want to talk about how to reclaim our freedom with God. You know, we, we all know that we live in the best country in the world where we're free to vote and help form our government. You know, we're, we're, we, we're, we have the freedom to bear arms to protect ourselves. We have the freedom of commerce. We can start businesses or we can work hard and make a good living for our families. We have the freedom of religion where we can just worship God and come together and encourage one another. Now, this is all good on the outside, but what, uh, it's, uh, but what good is it having all this freedom 
if we're lacking confidence, if we're lacking resources, if we're lacking good relationships, if we're lacking peace and joy. Listen, we need the maker of the universe to be our guide in our life. We need the word of God to help us. That's why it's important to talk about reclaiming our freedom with God through Christ. We want to change the inside of who we are so that we can help change whatever is happening on the outside. It's about having a godly mindset that will help transform our lives as well as our situations. See, too many times we think we have the best way how to do things. But really, when you think about it, the reason why we do is because we've learned it from our parents or someone else. Maybe our parents, maybe our grandparents, our aunts or uncles, our close friends, maybe a mentor. This is all good to gain an advantage of how we conduct ourselves. But nothing against any of the persons I just mentioned. But I'd rather tap into the maker of the universe, God himself, the one who loves us so much, the one who, who's on the inside of us, who wants to give us his wisdom, who wants to give us his understanding, who wants to give us his way of doing things. See, that was the case with the Apostle Paul. Before Paul was enlightened, to Jesus and the power of his resurrection, Paul had a lot of outside information. You see, the Bible calls him a Pharisee of all Pharisees. He was a staunch Pharisee. He just knew the law. He knew the Ten Commandments and everything about the law. And, uh, you know, today we would call him a know-it-all, a know-it-all of the law. And, you know, I don't know about you, you know, know-it-alls are not really fun people to, to hang out with. I mean, they just, they, they just want to talk about themselves. They want to talk about all what they know. I know of one person that comes to mind right now. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have a conversation with this guy. This guy just knew everything. I mean, you couldn't add any type of value to the conversation or to his life. And, you know, you just said we don't want to hang out with this guy. So this is... This is how Paul was. Paul was this staunch, legalistic, man, I know the best way how to do the law, and you're going to have to follow it. But Paul ignored all the Old Testament parts of the Bible that talked about the inside information that we're all looking for. The change of life, like, like, the, like the coming of the Messiah and how he would do great things for God. And how he will fulfill the law. And he will set a new plan for mankind called grace and truth. And even, even after Jesus died, listen, Paul thought, well, it's all over. You know, Jesus is dead. Um, let's just go right back to where it was before. Let's just go right back to the law. But in the meantime, that was not happening in Jerusalem or all around all the surrounding cities of, of Israel because people were following Christ. People were believing in Jesus. The power of his resurrection, the message of his resurrection, resurrection was spreading like wildfire. And, and Paul didn't like it. Being the person that he was, he didn't like it. So he decided to go on a crusade to capture all the Jews that became Christians. 
put them in prison and help them renounce Jesus Christ. Did you get what I just said? Help them renounce Jesus Christ. Well, that, did, well, that was going to happen. But in a sense, there was a veil that covered Paul's mind from receiving the saving grace of Jesus Christ. It wasn't until Paul was on his way to Damascus that Jesus threw that, that I believe this is what I really believe. I really believe that Jesus threw him off his high horse and spoke to him and said, what are you doing, Paul? Why are you fighting against me? Why are you fighting against the people who believe in me? And right there, I mean, you can't. You can't mess around with the glory of God. I mean, it just shined all around him. He knew that he was in the presence of Jesus. And right there, he receives Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And his heart changed. And um, he became the most talked about disciple in the Bible. Why? Because supernaturally, I want you to get this, supernaturally, he went from being a lawgiver a place of bondage, outside information, to a grace giver, a place of freedom, a place that you can get inside information, heart information, a place where God can really actually speak to your heart. And of course, Paul experiences wonderful, wonderful uh, situation where he was just confronted by Jesus himself. But in a few years, he, he learned about grace and he learned about the, the, the power behind what, what it means to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so we all know that Paul went on several missions talking about Jesus and his resurrection. People's hearts were being changed. Veils of the law were being let go and healing was taking place. But you see, as soon as Paul would leave the city that he was teaching, Jews from, that were against Christianity would come in and influence those Christians back to the law. So then Paul had to go back to those cities and kind of reclaim and understand that, that, that the grace of Jesus Christ was real, that they didn't have to go back to the law anymore. See, Paul wrote a letter to the church at Corinth, encouraging the people to not, not to be wishy-washy about their newfound freedom in Christ. Paul said this, this, he said this about himself in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6. It says there that God, now this is Paul, he's speaking about this. He's speaking about himself. He said, God made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. In essence, he was saying the Old Testament laws would eventually kill you, but Jesus came to give us life, not that's more abundant, that spirit that gives life. And that's what we're teaching. And he goes on to say in verse 12, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses, 
who put a veil over his face so the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded. Let me just take a page here, uh, a little segue here, just so you'll understand what was happening here. Because Moses and the, and, and, and the, the, the high priest who was at that time uh, in, in the Old Testament, they were the only ones who go, only ones who could go see God. And when they went to go see God, you know, and God would instruct them with different things that they needed to have, this glow of God's glory would be on Moses' face. And he'd come down the mountain or he'd come out of that temple, out of the high, high priest temple, and he would, he would come out and people would see the glow of God's glory on his life. But, but Moses also understood this, that people were superficial. They wanted to know for sure that God was with Moses at any time. But unfortunately, the glory of God was on Moses and it was fading away. So what he did is so smart. Moses put a veil over his face so that he, so the people, when they looked at him, they didn't know if the glory had left him or not. So this is what Paul is talking about, this glory that was on Moses' face every time he met with God. But notice what he says here in verse 16. Nevertheless, oh man, this is so powerful. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, when one receives Jesus as their Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. You and I as believers are living in freedom. Paul was saying to the church, I want you to reclaim your newfound freedom. You're not under the law anymore. The veil has been taken away and now you're hidden in Christ. So reclaim your freedom in Christ. Don't go backwards in your mindset. Stay with grace. Stay with Jesus. Because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Listen. Listen to how Paul describes this freedom we have in the Spirit. It's found here in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. It says there, But we, all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the image of the same image from glory to glory. Let me just break this down just for a second. Notice what it says there. He says, we're being, in other words, present tense. We're being transformed. You're being transformed while, while you hear my words. Every time you open up the Bible, you're being transformed. Every time you worship God, you're being transformed. Something is happening where you're going from glory to glory. Why? Because we're made in the same image of Jesus Christ. See, when we face challenges that brings us down, that gives us a negative mindset, it causes a, a depression or a lack of confidence, we need to see those challenges in the image of Jesus. And he'll 
help transform us right out of that situation and reclaim freedom, reclaim that freedom. But we got to know that we're free in Jesus name. Well, you say, well, Pastor Anton, how do I do this? How do I do this? Because I'm just not feeling it. I'm going through it. There's a lot of negative things happening in my life. My job's not going right. My, my kids are unruly. Things are just, well, let's just pay attention to what the Word of God says. What do you see in the mirror? I want to ask you that question. You might want to put that in the chat. What do you see in the mirror? I want you to go back to that. Just hear me out just for a second. The mirror in our lives is so important. Naturally, the mirror is so important. Ladies, we use it to, for makeup and hair. Guys, we, we use it for shaving and cleaning up. We brush our teeth in front of the mirror. We wash our faces. Man, we suck in our gut to see how we would look without the extra weight in front of the mirror. We even do a few poses to impress ourselves. It seems to me that that mirror is one of the most important things we have in our lives. It's one of the things that we have in our homes that we tend to gravitate to. The mirror. Some of us have mirrors in our homes. I mean, every time you walk by that, that, every time you walk by that mirror, you're looking at yourself. Every time you're you're in your vehicle. You know, you're supposed to be using the rear view mirror to see what's behind you, but you're looking at it putting on makeup. You're using it just because you want to see what's happening in the back seat. But that mirror is always being used throughout your whole day. I count on it. Count it. Count how many times you walk by a mirror today and see how many times you look at yourself. You might say, well, I don't look what I look like. You know, and you walk away, but you look at yourself and you say, oh, I like what I look like. But you're always looking in a mirror. Okay, if that's the case, hear me out just for a second. If this is so, why not use that mirror to reclaim our freedoms in our minds? Listen to what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, According to what was written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. This is Paul speaking now. See, when things are not going well in your life, when challenges are right in front of us, when we receive some bad news, maybe you just don't feel good in your body, why not look every day at the mirror and say, what the Bible says. I want you to say what verse 18 says. I want you to say, I'm being transformed in the image of Jesus Christ from glory to glory. I don't know what I'm going to face today, but today I'm going to be transformed from glory to glory in the image of Christ because I'm hidden in Christ. He's making me a great believer in knowing that he's going to give me good things to follow. Listen, if that's not good enough, why don't you reinforce yourself by looking in the mirror and saying what 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, all things, 
He says, it says there, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. New thing. Behold, all things have become new. Why not look in the mirror and say, today is be a great day. Today, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. New things are coming. I don't know what I'm going to face today, but today I'm reclaiming my freedom. I'm believing God's word. I'm going to believe that today is going to be the most awesome day in my life. No matter what I face, I know I'm not feeling the best. Maybe I'm not, not seeing the best, but maybe not, my, my workplace is not the best. But today, I believe. That old things are passing away and new things are coming. See, we use that scripture all the time for salvation. And that's true. We become new creatures, new creations in Christ Jesus when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. However, every day, every day, every day can be a new day. This is the day the Lord has made. We ought to rejoice and be glad in it, we say, right? So why not, why not look in the mirror? Look in the mirror. Start proclaiming, start believing and speaking what you are in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away, new things are coming. I mean, if anything else, you know, if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says there that God made him who had no sin to become sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So why don't you get up every day? Look in the mirror and say, I'm being transformed today from glory to glory. Today, new things are coming my way. Today, because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, old things are going to pass away. New things are coming my way. You know, you don't have to stop right there. You can, listen, you can go to the word of God and start proclaiming who you are in Christ Jesus. You're full of God's wisdom. You're filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Man, you're, you're walking in the holy of holies every single day with Jesus. See, this is what, you, this is what we need to do when we look in the mirror. It's okay to, to you know, put our makeup on. It's okay to, to, to make sure that we're looking good, you know, for other people. But it's also good to fill our hearts with God's word so it can help us be transformed so that we could reclaim our freedom in Christ Jesus. So, so when we start to declare God's promises in our lives, we're reclaiming freedom. And when we, when we reclaim freedom, God's glory goes to work on our behalf. I don't know how he does it, folks. I'm not trying to figure it out. I'm just going to reclaim. I'm going to reclaim those promises. I'm going to reclaim confidence. I'm going to reclaim a good, good relationship with my, with, with my children, my wife, my friends. I'm going to reclaim those things. And they might not look like they're going anywhere. But God is doing something because his word the Bible says, will never return void. You're doing something special in the mirror. You're, you're being transformed in the image of God. You might not see it right away, but it's happening. God is going before you. He's doing the work. The Bible says this, to build yourself up in your most holy faith. 
Yeah, we're talking about praying in the spirit. That scripture is all about. But we can build ourselves up by reclaiming our freedoms in God. We do this by reclaiming freedom. Freedom for ourselves. And in just a couple weeks ago, I just want to share this, this story with you that, that really touched my heart because it, it, it goes along with what I was, I'm talking about here today. And um, just a couple weeks ago, um, it was on a Thursday. I'll never forget that day. And uh, I, did, I knew that uh, I was going to be busy. That was going to be a busy day. I had three, three companies coming over to, to our home. Um, I had other people working, uh, doing some things that we're working on as far as business is concerned. I mean, it was just going to be a hairy day. So I did what any believer should be doing. I got up extra early. And I just spent some time with God. I said, God, today's going to be a hairy day. Are we have a hairy day? I'm sure you have had hairy days. But I've had a, I knew that this day was going to be a mess. It was going to be just a lot of things going on. So I spent time with God. I spent time in his word. I spent time just, just talking with him and spending time just listening to his voice and, and getting secure and saying the things that I'm, I'm saying to you today. Being transformed in the image of God, image of Jesus. Saying that I'm, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That my steps are ordered by God today. I mean, I left that room and I was ready to go. I didn't know what I was going to face. I don't know how the day was going to go. But I knew it was going to be a hairy day. So the day started out. And sure enough, it got busy. In the middle, in the middle of this chaos of a day, I get this call from my this call from my my daughter-in-law and um, I was promised that I was not going to get to this point but I just it's, it was like yesterday that this happened she said um, Preston's on his way her husband my son Preston is on his way to the hospital he's on his way the ambulance has taken him he's had a heart attack Ever have one of those moments, I know you've seen it in the movies, where chaos is happening all around you. But those words went right into my heart. But everything just slowed down. I didn't hear any voices. I didn't see what was going on around me. And in a split second, folks, in a split second, I felt this veil coming down over my eyes, this veil that said, oh, your mom had a heart attack. Dad had a heart attack. You know, Shanna's family, they're not doing too well. And in a split second, while that veil was coming down, and I heard that message, the Holy Spirit said something great to me. He said, don't you remember what you said? This morning, I'm with you. Proclaim the word. And at that moment, I started to say, God, in the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against him can prosper. That veil was taken away. 
I started to say, no weapon formed against him can prosper. He is totally healed because he's covered by the blood of Jesus. I don't know what's happening right now, but I know that you have your hand upon his life. You're protecting him. You're putting a shield of comfort around him right now. I really couldn't do anything. I live in Orlando. He lives in Naples. It's not like I was gonna jump in my car and be there in 20 minutes. It was gonna take me a good three hours just to get there. But I took the high road and I said, okay, Lord, I'm depending on you. I'm gonna depend on your virtue, on your word of God, that you're going forth and you're doing a great thing in his life. It took me a couple minutes to breathe with what the news was just given to me. I'm telling you, this all happened in a span of five minutes, folks. Because now I had to tell my wife. Whew. And when I told my wife, I knew that God had gone before us. Because when she heard the news, she was cool and collect. She wasn't moved by anything. I ever told that we prayed, we believed that no weapon formed against him can prosper. We believed all these things. She came in agreement. It wasn't like she wanted to jump in the car, just go there. She was cool and collect, depending on God's promises. And so of course, all day, we're getting, we're getting reports, <laughs> reports about how he's doing. And um, we're praying in the spirit. You know, we're being vigilant with all this chaos happening in our home. It was crazy. It was so crazy. It was so crazy that day that I didn't even talk to Pastor Dino about this. And he got upset with me later on that day because I didn't call him. But I was just saying, bro, I just, I was so busy, I couldn't call you. I know you want to come in agreement with me. I know we're close and we're going to see this outcome come, this outcome with, uh, with, with Preston just coming out of this thing. But I didn't do it. I actually made an announcement on one of his uh, 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 programs, and um, he just looked at me like I was, he was stunned. I, I'll never forget that look. Well, I got a phone call from him later on. It's okay. I said, bro, I love you, but I couldn't, I couldn't talk to you. But throughout the whole day, the whole night, we kept on praying. We stuck, kept on believing God. Other people came in agreement with us, started saying the word of God believe in the word of God. The next day we went, we went to visit him. And yeah, he was in, he was in a hospital, hospital bed and he was doing fine. And we found out from the doctor, there was nothing wrong with him. His heart was, was perfect. His vessels, his arteries were perfect. Everything was going, everything that was going on for him was, was perfect. And we rejoiced. We said, well, you know, Thank God for his word. Thank God for, for doctors, but thank God for his word that went out and did a great miracle in his life. You know, he left that hospital feeling good and he, he knew he had some life changes that he had to acquire. You know, he left there with some medicine, medical, some medicines that he had to take and he didn't really like that. Well, he went to go see the doctor just a couple of days ago and this is fresh off the, fresh. This is just fresh. Two days ago, he goes there, 
sees the doctor and says, there's nothing wrong with you. You are completely whole. You don't have, even have to take any more medicine. That's my God, folks. He does above and beyond what we can even ask, think, or even imagine. And listen to me, God is not a respecter of any persons. If he did that for me, because I honored his word, that he could do it for you. If you just take the time, spend a little time, start to declare those promises that belong to you so that you can walk in the freedom that God has for you in your life. You're walking in the image of Jesus Christ every single moment of your life. You're going from glory to glory. Listen, if you're in a, in, in a hard place right now, I just want to pray with you. I just want to pray and believe that God is going to do a great miracle in your life. Maybe you were lost this freedom. And I want to pray right now and believe that God's going to restore you. I want to ask you to do something special this week. I want to ask you that every time you go in front of that mirror, start proclaiming the promises of God. Start proclaiming that you're righteous. Start proclaiming that God's for you and not against you. That greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Start proclaiming those things and allow the Holy Spirit to do a great work through you. Heavenly Father, I come boldly before the throne of grace. I thank you for every person that's watching this right now. Lord, I pray, Lord, that, that there be a renewal of their freedom they have with you, that they would understand the freedom that you gave them, that as they begin to speak the word of God and proclaim the word of God, Lord, their lives will change forever. From that moment on, Lord God, I pray, Holy Spirit, keep them close. Keep them encouraged as they go through troubled times. I thank you, Lord God, that you're doing so much more, so much more than what we can even ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you're listening to me, for the very, very first time, and you're saying to myself, you're saying to yourself, wow, I didn't know that God was this personal. Yeah, he is. He's ready to receive you at any given moment. And that's all you have to do is ask him to be your Lord and Savior. If you've never prayed this prayer, I want you to do this. Do me a favor, just Pray this prayer with me. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe that the hand of God raised you, Jesus, from the dead. And I believe today I'm saved. I believe that your glory is on my life.